welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey everybody, welcome back to your favorite podcast where a couple break down horror movies thematically by month and I die a little each time. My name is Cindy and with me as always. It's Josh. Hi, it's me. Hey, and we are wrapping up February uh, rather than the month of love. <laughs> we've been doing a month of lust. <laughs> that sounds so grody. Lust. Um, uh, <laughs> what are we watching this um, week to uh, wrap up this unit er- erotic, this uh, erotic horror movies this erotic thrillers month uh oh we're gonna get into a very specific kink this week as we watch x <laughs> from uh 2022 i don't want to tell the world why i know this movie because <laughs> it's your son's <laughs> it's his current, other favorite movie yes. um midsummer and this it's, that is that is it true a lot uh, um, your son who just got a mullet that is that is also true. Um, that is also true. <laughs> um, uh, well, welcome. To welcome. Twenty twenty two. Hello, everyone. What do you remember about the long ago year of twenty twenty two? That would be four years together, which would have been three with this podcast. What else? Um, that was when we rounded. What the was corner. that? We went to Epcot. Um, I think so. That was also when we were out of the corner, everyone was like, COVID's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And it definitely, uh, still a thing. We're all very, very sick. <coughs> still all the thing. time, but that's okay. Uh, 2022 the year was the winter Olympics in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia began its invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Still happening. Still as going of the time on of this podcast. Yes. Uh, Elon Musk bought Twitter. <laughs> That that's gone really well. There Not was a problem a, with that. There was a monkeypox outbreak. Gosh, I don't even remember that. But okay, I remember when that happened and people started talking about it. Everyone was just kind of like, "We're just done." <sighs> Fucking, of course. <laughs> Something just else. Done. Uh, <laughs> Can't take this anymore, y'all. Uh, the cryptocurrency exchange FTX filed for Chapter Eleven it, it after losing blew. like fifteen yes, billion dollars yes. uh, so due to quickly. reckless spending and. Um, being essentially uh trash children yeah. who were running a company with big boy money like like they were running a lemonade stand in front of a house well so there's always money in the quick stand they were running a 15 billion dollar yes. business with quickbooks quick not shit no quickbooks if you're like doing your finances for your personal life mm-hmm. or your home it's or a whatever, great tool 15 billion dollars though that's a little you have an accounting department yeah. for that yep when you have that um, much money, that's what they're there for. You hire right? them. That uh, is correct. <laughs> so the people that's that we lost job. in 2022, to take you back, were Kirstie Alley. Oh, goodness. Uh, Anne Heche. Remember that? When she drove yeah. into that person's house. Um, Leslie Jordan. I don't want to talk about that. Sydney Poitier. <laughs> no, that one was a big one. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Another big one, yeah. Uh, Angela Badalamonte. Uh, longtime David Lynch composer. Oh, with uh, that high voice. It's the one where. Uh, yeah. no, 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 that's no, that's uh, that's James. For, that's right. That Rebecca, is Del, that's Rebecca Del Rio. Okay, she's that very she, much alive. No, Angela Belmonte is the one who did like composing for at least Blue Velvet on, if okay. not earlier. He's the one that if you see the video of him like showing how he did Laura Palmer's oh thing, yes like, this little tiny old man and he's like on the little then, piano just and ding, then ding, David ding, was ding. like she's coming out of the darkness yes I have, 
everyone knows I've seen that. Uh, and then we lost James Caan that year as well. Yeah, um, that was hard. So the top 10 films of 2022. What were they? Were Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The Last Wish? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Um, there was a film called The Battle at Lake Changjin 2. That was number nine. Eight was Thor Love and Thunder. Seven was The Batman. The Long Batman. Uh, six was Black Panther Wakanda the Forever. The Long Batman. Is that the official no, The Long Batman? it was just The Batman. with That was like three fucking hours Oh, long. yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, okay, now I, now I know what you're saying. Five is Minions The Rise of Gru. Four was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Three was Jurassic Park Dominion. Two was Top Gun Maverick. The movie that everyone was like, Tom Cruise is saving theaters. And one did. is Avatar The Way of Water. I didn't see any of those. Um, fuck that movie sucked. Really? That year sucked. That year sucked for movies. As far as like the top ten. It was all just like not things that I liked. Right. Uh, other movies that came out that year. Scream 5. Okay. Enjoyed that. Yeah, that was uh, a thing. Jackass Forever. <laughs> that the, was a me thing, actually. I did uh, see that movie. Netflix, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Divided people. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that we're all at once. <laughs> Divide, get it. Okay, sorry. It, it, both with it actually cutting people in half in the movie. Right. Also, like, whether lot, they liked it or not. Fans were like, great. Mixed reviews. I fucking hated it. Mixed um, reviews. Everything Everywhere All at Once came off that year. The Northman. Okay, I loved that movie. Uh, the Black Phone. Nope. Bullet Train. Prey, Halloween Ends, Del Toro's Pinocchio, The Menu, um, Glass Onion, The Knives Out, sequel, mm-hmm. spinoff, whatever. It's what all have that. You. Um, it was an interesting year for movies because very similar to X, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, by 2022, <laughs> we, watching, we, had, we had burned through all of the movies that had been made prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. Like we were get, we were sending them out, so now we were like, here are the films that were made at the beginning of the pandemic. We're starting to okay. Get there's those. okay. Gotcha. So like, I think it's important before we even start talking about X to just get this out of you know say this now. This movie was shot in New Zealand during COVID, so they essentially had to go down to New Zealand and spend like two weeks. Yep, in quarantine alone to be let into the country so they could shoot in a. The one place that actually had COVID kind of under control. Yeah. Um, so this movie is set like it's in small town America, but it's actually shot in. In like a one location area. In a farm in New Zealand, uh, New Zealand because that was the only place that they could go and shoot during COVID and maintain like COVID protocol okay. uh, in a way that would be safe for everyone. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's going to be important. Oh, goodness. Later. Uh, so X is rated R. Uh, it's one hour and 45 minutes long. Okay. Um, and it was released, released on March 18th of 2022. Okay. 2022. Okay. So it is written, directed, co-produced, and co-edited by Ty West. Um, Ty West is an interesting guy. Um, you've seen him before because he's in the movie You're Next as an actor. Uh, he plays. He, play? he plays Tariq, the documentarian boyfriend with a little like scarf that gets shot in the head with okay. the crossbow. <laughs> I don't remember how he dies, but I remember uh, a yeah. lot of he's popped up in movies usually in parts where he get he gets killed because you know everyone thinks it's hilarious. Obviously, uh, but he did Cabin Fever too. 
Okay. And then his big breakout was The House of the Devil. Then he did The Innkeepers. Uh, he did segments for VHS and the ABCs of Death. He dire- he wrote and directed The Sacrament, which is a mad fucked up movie. Uh, and then he did a movie called In the Valley of Violence, which is he had only done horror. And then he got to do a Western. He got to do a Western starring Ethan Hawke as the good guy. Okay. And the bad guy was John Travolta. That's why I haven't seen it. And it got to be this little like, you know, mm-hmm. Western movie mm-hmm. with like a set. And he was really looking forward to it. And then it had an insane amount of studio interference. Oh, and they okay. kind of like in his, according to him, fucked Killed the experience it. up, fucked the movie up a little bit. So that was in 2016. And then gotcha. he only did television and stuff until X in 2022. He just had such a bad experience. Uh, I think it was a thing of like, he was like this rising darling of like genre film. Okay. And then he's like, I'm going to do this fun Western. And then it so fucked him up and like derailed his career the for a second. studio experience. Or just, it yeah. took him... From 2016 to 2022. And then this was kind of a reset because this is a very small movie. Okay. Right? This was like a little tiny horror film. And he was like, can I still do this? Is this still something? Do I still enjoy movie making at all? Well, no, because he was was like, he was working the entire time. He was just working on like television shows and whatnot. Oh, okay. Paying the bills. This was just a thing of like, can I... <clears throat> do I have the legs? Do I have the ability to get something off the ground? Um, and then he did. And, okay, and this is that. Yeah. So, and this is X. Okay, so the cast of this thing, how about a ridiculous name? Name? Okay. What? Uh, so it stars Mia Goth. She plays <laughs> That's Maxine. That's a badass name. Yeah, she plays Maxine and Pearl. Um, she was born and raised in England by a Canadian father and a Brazilian mother. Okay. Uh, became a model at the age of 14. Her full name, when I say crazy name, her full birth name is Mia Gypsy Mello da Silva Goth. <laughs> Mia Gypsy, okay. Huh. Uh, she has a child with Shia LaBeouf, okay. who she was married to. They're in the middle of a divorce as we speak. Uh, she's known for a care for wellness. Uh, the 2018 Suspiria, re- uh, the 2018 Suspiria remake, if I can talk, Emma X Pearl and Infinity Pool where I will forever hear the word James in her voice as she screams it in that movie. James! Uh, When she speaks in interviews, she sounds like a British ghost. Like a tiny, (laughs) waifish British ghost. Like, oh, no, oh. um, (laughs) Okay. So she's the star. And then we've got Jenna Ortega, who kind of blew up around this movie. So she plays Lorraine. Um, She is the massively popular actress of the... Uh, Wednesday Adams variety. Yep. So she's Wednesday Adams on the Netflix show. Uh, and she was Tara Carpenter and Screams 5 and 6. Uh, and then we've got Brittany Snow playing Bobby Lynn. She Bobby Lynn. is an actress and singer who started working on Guiding Light. Oh, I used to watch Guiding Light. Yeah. I haven't talked, haven't, <laughs> haven't talked about that show in a long time. Uh, she's best known for this movie and for playing Chloe in the Pitch Perfect movies. Okay. Never seen them. You ever seen a Pitch Perfect? I have seen the first one, yes. I've not seen them. That's not a thing. It's just, I don't think they're meant for me. No, I don't think so. Um, and then we've got Kid Cuddy. Kid Cuddy. Uh, he's one of the film's executive producers. Okay. Scott Muscuti, uh, a.k.a. Kid Cuddy. 
is a rapper. rapper. Yes, a okay. Rapper. Look at me knowing stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's known for The Harder They Fall and Don't Look Up and X is an actor, but he's also a rapper. He's a film producer. He's kind of got his hands in everything. Cool. He was, prior to um, the Kanye West going off the rails, this, yes. he was one of Kanye's, like, discoveries. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, hmm, probably trying to distance himself a little bit. Loser. So, well, then we've got Martin Henderson playing Wayne. He is a New Zealand actor. Wayne. Wayne. Okay. Wayne. Um, he was in Smoking Aces. He's in um, the American remake of The Ring. He's in, he's known for this. So I've seen now. him in The Ring at least. Yes. We saw he, the American remake yes, of The Ring. He was the boyfriend. The one that it comes out of the TV at the end to get. Got it. It's okay. Him. He's a little older now, but uh, I would assume. Got Owen, yeah, Owen Campbell is RJ. He's he's an okay. actor known for a movie called Super Dark Times, uh, which is a super fucked up movie of a group of kids that are friends and they're fucking around, and one of them, a kid, accidentally kills another kid with a oh katana, Jesus, and then they're like, "Well, what do we do now?" Oh my god! Uh, and then we've got Stephen Year as Howard. He's an Australian actor who, other than this movie, is known for playing. Random orcs in Lord of the Rings. So, so, like a big guy. I mean, just like a dude that you could put fucked up makeup on. And, to and make it makes sense. But I mean, like a. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this is X in a nutshell. It's available on Netflix and Paramount Plus. All right. If you want to do All your right. thing. Is this the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster of the movie and I'll tell you what it's about? But here's the thing this is much like Midsommar. I know a lot about this movie, but not enough to form a plot. So I already know what the poster looks like. If I look that way, it's hanging up in his room. Am I right? There is a okay. there is a poster of this in his in your child's yes. bedroom. Yes, so it which is, is insane. A girl wearing only overalls and uh, carrying an a, an axe, standing before like a barnwood X. Here's what I know about the movie, but again, it's not enough to make a plot. People go on to a farm, like get an Airbnb farmhouse thing to form, to film a pornography. They are porn actors and actresses. And something happens where the old people kill everyone. That's all I know. Is that right? I mean, so he's... It's not enough to form a plot. I just know told that you this and that. The elevator pitch of this movie. Okay. Um, I know I've seen the opening enough to be like, okay, that's what's that's uh, that's the establishing thing. I'm going to walk away now. But like, I don't know if I don't I don't know how it all comes together. If that makes sense? Yes? No? Am I making any sense? No, I mean you're making sense. Okay. It's so weird. Like the parts that I know. He's so I don't know. Like he has this tendency to want to like. He wants everybody to watch his movies because he loves them, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But um, but he also wants to tell everybody. you what happens in the movie before you watch it. I that he gets that from me. <laughs> I get so excited. Right, and then this happens, and then this happens. Yeah, and it's like you're ruining the movie for me. And oh, then like bad. he comes in after he's like jerked off in the bathtub. Oh, and he drinks oh, the bathwater, oh, and I'm like, okay. I don't want to see that movie. Like, <sighs> I don't we didn't want, have to talk about that movie. I don't want to see Saltburn. I don't want to talk about seventy five thousand times. Nope. But. Nope, nope. <laughs> Let's cut that out. Ugh, please. Oh, to be a teenager. No, no. 
It's no. just, it's confrontational to be confrontational. Yes. Right? It's like when you were younger and it's you It's like would, kids. Remember that movie? You would see, yeah, you would, you would latch onto a movie because you knew, like, you also liked it and you felt like it spoke to you, but also, like, you knew it would, like, freak the fuck out of your parents if they saw it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, everyone's got those movies. Like, people latch onto things like The Crow or Kids. Shut your mouth. Or, you know, something where you're like, my parents will never get this. Yeah. This is for me. This is mine. This is mine. And then you get older and you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> this was not great. I should calm down on making my whole personality around this one thing. Maybe. Um, Maybe not. So. I liked, uh, I was a crow kid. I feel. I mean, the crow was a solidly offended, good movie. But offended like, by that, t- that harsh takedown. Um, okay. So we can watch this movie, like you said, and it's. Pretty new. You're going to find it anywhere. Netflix and Paramount Plus. Okay. If you have those things, you can watch them. Um, All right. (laughs) Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Farmer's daughter, take one. I need to be famous, Wayne. All the best people are. There ain't nobody else out there like you. You know why? Why? Because you got that X factor. Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we go. I just want me. So this is it. Our own studio backlog. You're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want me. He don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? What's advice? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Hey everybody, we watched X. Wait, wait, let's change that. We watched X. Cindy screamed through X. And Um, not always... A couple times. Not always like, oh, this is scary. More like, I'm watching two old really old people fuck and i'm not okay with this i did not consent to this this wasn't consensual i felt taken advantage of and hurt 
but you know it's whatever it's I'm, fine i'm sorry i feel very bad that that, that you was don't your give takeaway from that shit. movie jesus <laughs> No, not it was... since we need to talk about Kevin. Have I felt so poorly about? <laughs> no, no, no. This is not. This was not a uh, uh, traumatizing movie. The way that we need to talk about Kevin absolutely is a traumatizing movie. Not was yes, present currently. tense. I, mm, I'm thinking about it. Now I'm gonna have to talk about it to somebody, and I'm not comfortable with that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't prepared for things. I felt ill prepared for a lot. Um, was the was the sex stuff more off putting than the violence, or was the violence more off putting than the sex stuff? <laughs> I don't know if I can talk about this on the microphone. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the old people having sex was that okay. more disturbing to you than the okay, uh, okay, the so pitchfork to the face or let, which? No, so. Nobody listens to this podcast. It's fine. This goes out to nobody. Um, we have almost my, 10,000 downloads. My downloads, not listeners. Um, <clears throat> my family is very uh, New England old money. And uh, sex has never been like a big deal White. in my in my family. White. So my grandparents were very happily married for a very long time. And like, I didn't know it was weird that my grandparents like slept naked like we never saw anything like they had covers and, like if you ever needed to go to like sleep with grandma my grandpa like you laid on top of the covers and there's like a quilt i never did my cousins did but like it was never a thing like that's what we thought married people did like <laughs> and like as we got older like we caught on to some of like the jokes and they were they were just very like physical humor with each other they were very much in love both physically <laughs> In, in always into their very old age. So this movie was so disturbing to me. Okay. On so many levels. You just you just pictured it being your grandparents. I don't gotcha. want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> like, I just um. <laughs> okay. Um, I just couldn't. Didn't like, think didn't think we were starting um, from this point was, uh, for the podcast, but here like, we are. So. <laughs> That's why I was like, this is gross. Like, no, 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 this is gross. Go back to, like, running over people. No, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, it was gory as fuck, but I'm okay with that. Um. <sighs> no, I get it. Um, uh, I think one of the things... I discover new ways to be scared on this podcast, if, I mean, if people have caught on to that. Was that a scary thing, though? Or was that just like a disturbing it's just, thing? Just things. Um, it's just things. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. It's just things. This movie addresses, because we're here. I might as well get this out of the way now. This movie does talk about something that's not talked about a whole lot. Um, because this movie does fall into what's called like hagsploitation, right? It's like older woman who's like a monster character who Fuck menaces that. people. Uh, it's a twist on that, but that's an age old, you know... Um, it's Trope. as old as uh, horror movies, essentially. Well, it's as old like as the Wicked a, Witch. An evil old person who yeah. does what you know. The Wicked Witch is the best example of that. Yeah, but I mean, um, humans are, and um, I apologize for saying this. Humans are sexual creatures, right? From about the age of thirteen. He apologizes because I am sex negative. But uh, continue. 
My entire family is not, yeah, but I am very like, sex negative. We'll talk about it. I'm sex but neutral. From there about you go. 13 on, and like that desire and need for like physical right. intimacy uh, doesn't go away just because uh, when you age. When you are no longer in the right. peak of your physical self, right? right. That is correct. Um, my grandparents also were sexually active when they were old. Um, my one grandfather was like super sexually active with different people once my grandmother passed away. He left her grandma. But when a bitch uh, is gone, a bitch is gone. And once she was gone, it yep. was party time. Yep. Sorry. So, I mean, it is what it is. We, we all have a need for like, you know, the ability to connect with someone, physical intimacy. But it's this thing where like other cultures and other societies don't have the weird hangups we do like correct we have this like ageless society in america where like we spend so much money we are a puritanical um, society not only are we a puritanical society but like we hypersexualize, you know young people like mm-hmm. teens and like people in their 20s and we like to pretend like that's the only age there those is. Those the only age where people have sex or the only, the only age where people like find other people attractive or have these things um, or these wants or these needs. And that's simply not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about a society where like women in their 30s and 40s are considered like old. <laughs> I do refer to myself as a hag a lot. It's like you're not old. But I am a middle school teacher. Like... Mm, I've entered my hag years. Here's here's why. Like, it is a tale as old as time. If you go back, I mean, if you look at modern modern paganism, like Wicca, right? Wicca, which is supposed to be like this weird neoliberal kind of thing. Um, there's a maiden, a mother, and then a crone, right? And in their even very open-minded belief system... You are a young woman, maiden. You are a motherly figure. And then as soon as the mothering is done, you're a crone. You spend most of your time in the crone stage. Mm -hmm. And like, that's uncomfortable. Like there's a lot after being a mother. Do you know what I mean? Like there's something to be, there's this weird in between period between like this, I guess humans are living longer, but like between 45 and 70 of like, I'm not a crone. <laughs> like, I'm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But it's also a thing where, like, at no point in my life was I ever, like, or even like my friends that have, you know, children, none of the guys were ever, like, stamped as a father first. It's like guys get to have a career, yeah. guys get to have this whole separate identity from the family. And then women are a mom that's also. Like she winner. makes these things yeah. or she does this or she has, you know, it, it, and it goes back to like how our society has been set up disproportionately. Um, yeah. Because the character of Pearl in this movie, I feel both bad for her, but she's also set up to be the bad guy. Right. Um, she is very much the bad guy. Yeah. And then, but like, I don't know. Her, so this is a movie. It, it's complicated. <laughs> Now that we know all this backstory as to why I feel it, we haven't even gotten to the podcast. No, yeah, we did. We so, just we just kind of doing it out of order. So we're talking about old the people. The plot sex. is um, 
a group of young people are going to short to going to shoot an adult film using they pay you know using a, an extra house on the property of an old married couple and while they are there they discover that the old lady <laughs> kills people and well tries to fuck them try yeah tries to fuck fuck and then kill people yeah but like it takes a minute for you to realize what is happening presumably because they turn her down right they 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 shun her because her husband can't have sex because of his heart condition right at least we're told that at least we're told that uh spoilers he can have sex <laughs> if you listen to the last die. five seconds um um five minutes so uh, um yeah there's a lot it it is an interesting movie it's also they try to do a little meta thing where um the guy keeps com- like compares himself to like the whole time it's led up to be they're shooting this adult movie and what is going to happen during this time and uh the one of the well i guess the the writer is that what you would call him is there a writer there's like a director well he's the one who says rj they're rj he's like give him the script like he has the script so i was just kind of supposing that farmer's daughter um the the thing they're shooting like he says like oh well that's like hitchcock you know in psycho like that's uh mulligan or whatever you know turns this and does that like and then that's exactly what the movie does. Like, so it's like, ah, oh, foreshadowing. Okay, got it. Um, I love movies about a movie getting made. Which is what this was. Which is what this is. Um, because I think it's fun to see movies get made in any way, whether it's good or bad. You know, whether it's a total success, mm-hmm. like in Truffaut's Day for Night, or it's American the Movie, which is... Project. Well, I say, no, because that's like a... That's not even a... That's like the lost tapes. Mm-hmm. They're not shooting a movie. Um, they well, they were. Well, the lost but tapes of while not, they were shooting it's not a set movie. Up as a, it's not, they're not shooting. You know, it's not the I same gotcha. thing. Um, or like American Movie, which is the greatest documentary oh. ever about making movies, mm-hmm. which is a comedy about these guys trying to make a movie in like Minnesota. Um, because making movies and shooting a movie about making a movie you can talk so much about the zeitgeist and what's happening at the time. Right. That this movie is very intentionally shot and has a feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Right. Like that super 16 kind of dirty, grimy feel. Um, You know, this movie feels hot. It feels sweaty. Very similar to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's commenting more on what's happening through a lens looking back. Like Texas Chainsaw happened... You know, it came out in 73. It was probably made in 72. Um, you know, it's about the Vietnam War and what's going on. This movie is made in 2022, looking back at 1979, where you know the history and you know what's coming. Okay. You know that, like, Reagan's right around the door. Yeah. <laughs> right right around the corner is Ronald sure Reagan is. waiting. You know, one year later, he gets, a not, he gets voted in as president, and then no. everything changes. So this is like the last gasp of this free love kind of 70s vibe that was on its last legs. And here's the thing, like, it's, you could tell the changes coming because the men in the movie, 
for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, um, like, RJ's just there because he wants to make a movie, but I can't, oh, what's the name? Um, the Martin Henderson character, Wayne. Wayne. Who's organizing everything, paying for everything. Poor man's Matthew McConaughey. He's literally using everyone's, like, 70s free love. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I don't want to make my fucking, I don't want to make my fucking living with a hard hat on. Do you? That's true. Like, it's a business. That was Houston in the 70s. They've monetized the free love of the 60s and early 70s. By the end of the 70s, it's like, you know, we can do what we want to do and make money off of it. Like, the party's essentially over. Um, And that's kind of what this movie's about. And that's why I think it's so interesting that Mia Goth plays both Pearl and Maxine because even in the pictures of Pearl when she's younger, it's mm-hmm. clearly just Mia Goth, right? Yes. But you don't so, really notice that until the second time you see that. Well, she's hmm. at a crossroads in her life, right? She's at the moment in her life where clearly Pearl, you know, by this time we only, um, Pearl had not come out. So we didn't have any context for Pearl's life. So Why she is the way she is. You mean? In X. So like me. In X. I had no idea exactly. what was going on. Just off of what we see in X, you get the feeling that she had a good life. It was going in a direction and then all of that stopped or went away. Right. And we don't know why. Um, and that's in the same thing that's happening with Mia Goth. Like Mia Goth, uh, the Maxine character, is this like loose, freewheeling, cool uh presents as this like sexually liberated person Mm -hmm. who is run away from her probably abusive super religious dad yeah find out Um, about that at the end you know um and she's she's basically at the point where we think pearl might have been at Mm -hmm. because pearl even is like you know just like me oh yeah she does say that doesn't she um and then she starts calling her like a slut and a whore and then that causes me got to flip out at the end and she backs over and runs over <laughs> Pearl's head. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah she sure it, does. It's, it's, she's looking at a mirror of what she's going to become and what she's trying really hard to avoid. Aren't we all? It's, we are all going to get old. We are all going to leave dreams unaccomplished. We're going to leave goals <laughs> on the table. This podcast is nothing but uplifting. <laughs> right? You can't do it all. You just have to choose kind of what's important to you. Um, but that's kind of what this movie is like it's a crossroads for America, but it's also a crossroads for all these characters because they're getting older. Mm-hmm. It's about to be the eighties and there's not going to be a place for them in the eighties. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Everything is about to change real quick for that. All of them. Yeah, that's true. Even the young characters, which it's like RJ and, um, Jenna Ortega are supposedly the yes. younger characters. Right. Yeah. Um, they're kind of enticed by this, like, cool, hippie, freewheeling, like, Manson-esque uh, family that you can create on your own. Right. But then the minute things go sideways, or the minute that, like, you know, Jenna Ortega wants to have sex with Kid Cudi, RJ loses his fucking mind. Yeah. Like, he's justifying everything up until that point, and then he sets a double standard for her. Yep. After being like, you're such a prude, like, it's just sex. And then when she's like, okay, well, it's, well, just, it's just sex. sex. He can't handle it. He loses his mind. Um, he walks out. And then he storms the off that, like a little baby. He's the one that gets the ball rolling because Pearl like tries to have sex with him. 
And he which, turns her down. And she stabs the fuck out of him in the throat. Sure, she sure does. <laughs> she sure does, Josh. A lot. Um. So she, uh, yeah, like repeatedly, 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 repeatedly yes. stabs her in the throat. Just um, bam, bam. So, die. like, that's all happening. Yeah. And then Jenna Ortega, you know, is like, oh, I kind of want to do this. Like, uh, and then the minute things go sideways, she starts blaming. Like Mia Goth and just yeah. blaming everyone else for like you know you people are terrible yeah like, she's ah, like whoa, I would never whoa. be here for, for you and it's like well no you chose to be there yeah this is what you like, decided to do hun they didn't decide to do this to you nobody like, even asked you to these terrible old people did right? right and that's the other big part about this movie is mm. it says a lot about the way older generations punish younger generations for doing the same thing that they did 100 percent, right like pearl very much had a similar life experience to maxine okay and then is like chastises her for being a slut and a whore because yeah. she doesn't give pearl what she wants right right um the we're talking about generational trauma people who aren't even related yeah well the husband just passing that shit on it yeah it's generational trauma but it's also like it's a tant we're seeing it right now. I'm sorry if this pisses someone off, but you're seeing a generation now that bitches and moans about everyone below them being entitled when they are literally the most entitled living off social security age group who is like, you know, I demand these things. This is the America I remember. Like that's that seems to be the trend for every generation. Yeah. It's like these older people pass and then they're older. Pearl's clearly had a wild life. They've had sex. They've killed people. And yet they are chastising these young people for having sex and making money off of it. Yep. Right. Like murder is okay in America, but making money off of having sex is not. Correct. Um, and that's this puritanical. The, the, that is an American double standard. People for bullshit. Sure. Uh, I, I grew up. I've lived in West Virginia almost my entire life. I was born here. I lived outside of West Virginia for just a couple years when I was real little. Um, there is, if you want to argue to me that um, prostitutes and sex workers and porn stars and cam girls and whatever else you wanted to, mm -hmm. people on OnlyFans, whatever, are selling their bodies uh, and coal miners don't. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, Same I'm, thing, guys. I'm going to call bullshit on that because... You know what's happening to you. All we have, um, and that's how capitalism works, right? You yep. have your youth, you have your vitality. And um, they take it all. And you... Oh, this podcast, guys. That's the only thing you have to barter with is, hey, uh, I've got hours, I've got time in my life. I will do these things and I will be... Your slave. Given oh. money in exchange, right? That's how it's supposed to work. But yep. like, I'll be honest with you, I would... I, I would find it, I'd be hard pressed to find most people if you said, do you want to work in a fucking gas station for $12 an hour or send pictures of people, uh, send pictures of your feet to people and make like two, three grand a day. Right. It's not a hard fucking choice. Yeah. But one is. We're all okay with. Yeah. One is looked down on and one is not. Right. Right. So, well, actually. And yet somebody's paying for. Never, never mind. It is what it is. It is what it is. This, um, uh. Did you hmm. like this movie? Yeah, I did. Believe it or not, it was super creepy. 
Um, it did not go at all where I thought it was going to go, um, for better or for worse. Uh, I'm curious what, I assume we are watching the next movie. Yes. Um, when we, yeah, we're, we're going to transition here in a minute and we're going to okay. start getting into Pearl and we'll watch that next. And, okay. I assume that's what, yeah. Um, and it's going to take us into our next month. So, um, I will say just cause there is nudity in this movie. Uh, and we've talked in the past movie. about how people felt about the nudity on set, right? Um, we talked about sometimes it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's coerced, right? Um, so Brittany Snow, who who did who was she in the movie? She was Bobby Lynn, that guy okay. by the alligator. Yep. Uh, she said spoilers. <laughs> I mean, you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you if you want to spoil spoilers. Uh, she said, quote, I think there was a lot of confidence in terms of our characters and a part of the nudity came from that confidence that our characters exuded. It almost felt necessary because not only were we filming a porn, but our characters would have been so comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, she said that it was an exercise in me feeling confident about Plus my they body. they looked phenomenal. And I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, she looked great. So, they all did. Uh, speaking of looking great. Like even the, like, even the dudes looked good. It took. Everyone was just like. That mm, shot okay. where <laughs> no you know shy. exactly what I'm talking about. about, where uh, the the yeah. the dad, the... Um, the dad? The Howard character, like mm-hmm. the, I we'll call him the dad. But uh, the old man. The old man is like looking for Pearl. Yes. And he goes and gets uh, the, the Kid Cuddy character, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And he's like in the doorway, yep. but he's naked. And you just see... The shadow? The shadow of the tip of Do you his know what dick. It rem- <laughs> you know what it reminded <laughs> me of? He just flicks. It reminded, have you ever seen, you remember Basketball? <laughs> yes. And there's a very famous scene in that movie where they're like looking, like they're both naked and they keep turning around looking for stuff. And they're just knocking shit over, like on the most far off tables. And that's just all I had in my head the whole time. Um, so we were ta- you were talking about everyone looking so good in this movie. It took six hours to put Mia Goth in that full makeup. Ooh, ooh. I didn't think about that. It included 30 individual prosthetic pieces to Yikes. become Pearl. And she had that walk and everything down. Yeah. Like, um, so the man It was the, full body, yeah, too. The man in the basement, the naked man, dick out in the basement. Full body. Uh, is seen on a missing persons ad on a milk carton that Jackson's drinking from. Okay. And then, so there's all these hints that they've done this a lot. So... Like the car... That's very psycho style pushed into the lake. Into the swamp. Like all of the, the, there's people that have become up missing. It's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they eat you. Right. I think it's funny in 1973, we were like, man, what if they ate you? And 2022, what if they they fucked fucked you? you? What if old people fucked you and then they killed you? Um, Several of the characters' deaths were foreshadowed throughout the movie. So Bobby Lynn exits the strip club at the beginning of the film, and there's a large mural on the wall of a blonde woman with an alligator pulling off her bikini. Um, she is then eaten later by an alligator. Okay. Uh, oh. Let's see. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Wayne, when he's talking to RJ, says people's eyes are going to pop out of their skulls when they see what yes. we're doing here. And then yes, he did. He gets stabbed in the eyes. He sure does. With a pitchfork. Yes. Uh, Correct. Uh, he also tells RJ, never let a good woman out of your sight. Never Ugh. mention her weight. Uh, oh, yeah. And then Howard loses track of Pearl, which allows her to start her murder spree. And then when he's dragging Lorraine, he says, she's heavier than she looks. And then he fucking dies. dies. Yes, he does. 
This movie has layers, y'all. Uh, Jackson mentioned several times that he was threatened by farmers with guns while serving in Vietnam, and he's killed by a farmer with a gun. Oh, <laughs> right? okay. I've had enough farmers pointing guns at me in my life. And then How about now, Howard bitch? just fucking shoots him and blows him back into the lake. That is true. He did. Um, he did do that. Yeah. Howard. Howard. And then we see the beginning of the movie. There's that van that's covered in blood. Yes. Or their, their van, right? They drive over that. What's left of that the, cow? That like cow that got hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yes. they like crush a piece of meat, oh and then that's gosh, what happens I to Pearl's head. That. Yes, that's exactly what happens. After Ew. she tries to fire the shotgun and it blasts her back onto the porch. <laughs> um, Ugh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that uh, happened. Just so you know. Mm. Um, I was looking up themes and influences and whatnot. As you do. And uh, there was an article in Fangoria by Nate Roscoe. And he said that X exemplifies a modern take on the psycho-bitty horror subgenre in which aging or elderly women portray grotesque I've heard about characters. this before. Uh, I've heard this. He noted that the film's primary theme revolves around aging youth, uh, aging youth and the longing over the past. Interesting. So, uh, that's the kind of thing that every reviewer mentions. This longing of the past like, or... You know, it's... Everyone in this movie is looking backwards rather than forwards. Except for maybe Mia Goth. But everyone else is like... Hmm. Either looking back, way back, when like they were 20 and like the 1920s or 30s. Or looking back to like the 60s and early 70s when... You know, Things didn't suck as much. love and everything was cool. And because like they're also right around the corner from AIDS. I thought about that too. Right? Like, yeah, I, I thought I did think about that. Uh, some of the films that were observed as being homages or, or being like referenced in this movie are obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay. Psycho, Hardcore, which is a movie where a girl runs off uh, and hardcore. gets into porno. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that is what happens in this movie. The Shining, Alligator, Boogie Nights. Um, do they reference Boogie Nights or just... No, it's just, you know, it's that 70s porn. Yeah. Where it goes from... even in So even in Boogie Nights, which is like the definitive Hollywood movie about the porn industry and its change, right? Mm-hmm. The scene that transitions from the 70s to the 80s is, is the party where... Oh, um, what's his name? Who was in uh, Philips, Fargo? Um, not Philip Seymour. Fi- no, no, no. Um, William He's H. Macy. married. Yeah, yeah. William H. Macy. Uh Comes in and sees his wife having sex with that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Shoots her. He shoots her. And then walks in to the living room and everyone's like, what the fuck? And he shoots himself in the head. Yeah. And then it just goes, the 80s. <laughs> it's like. That's true. It's like, God damn, guys. The 80s were a bummer. Um, <laughs> For a, in, in all walks of life. So this movie was shot for a million dollars, essentially. And it grossed I mean, it, about $15.1 million. Um, certified smash and it's got on rotten tomatoes it's got a 93 percent off of about 225 reviews like everyone kind of liked this movie um and it's weird that people actually critically like pearl more and i will say this about pearl before we transition out uh we talked in the front half of this movie that pearl's the story um, of the old lady yes but so x was written and then they're down in new zealand for two weeks in quarantine mm-hmm. in their own little rooms waiting to clear quarantine so they go shoot this movie. You got two weeks on your hands. What do you do? So. They wrote a sequel? Ty West and 
Mia Goth over like the computer mm-hmm. and adjoining rooms wrote a fucking movie and got it green. So by the time so they came Pearl. out, they had two movies to shoot and they shot them almost simultaneously. That's cool. So it was like, Hey, we're already down here. Uh, Let's just go ahead and take advantage of it. another movie. Um, and that's what happened. I mean, while she, I mean, it, a good actress builds up her backstory. So, so why not? And it's a prequel to this movie. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Cool. So there you go. It's just this interesting little now, I will say this. Mm. I think this movie very intentionally hits the Urkel formula. Uh, it's only about an hour and uh, 45 minutes. It is very action-filled. Yeah. It is very bloody. Very fornication. Um, it's, I would say it's revolutionary. It, they're shooting a porno. It's There's a lot going on. Um, killing, yes. Revolutionary. or Oratory. Killing. Oratory. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few. You know I don't People, like blondes. People's eyes are going to pop out of their heads. <sighs> um, fantasy and fornication. Yes. Yes, and yes. Yes. It's the end of the month. Yes, it is. So uh, what movies have we seen? So I'm going through. I'm looking at my text messages. We send each other too much stuff. What have we done this week? This month? We've done X... We've done. Uh, well, we okay. So we did the Handmaiden, Dress to Kill, Fatal Attraction, and X. Okay. So actually, in the order, it was Dress to Kill, Fatal Attraction, the Handmaiden, and then this. So, doing the old four to one. What would you put at number four? I feel like we're going to agree on this. On number four one. is probably going to be Dress. Is it? I think it's Dressed to Kill, or is it going to be Fatal Attraction? It's Fatal Attraction, attraction, I think. I think it's going to be Fatal Attraction in the number four spot, which is crazy, because that's one that's in the the zeitgeist more than Uh, the other ones. Massive hits. Uh, My problem with Fatal Attraction is they go out of their way to demonize mental illness, and they go out of their way to make her the bad guy, and, and they're like, at some point... He has no accountability. He suffered enough. Yeah, fuck that. Is the vibe that they put through. In yeah, the you're right. And I don't think that's the director. That was kind of like they had Society. shot the original ending where he goes to jail for killing her because she set him up. And then like the people that watched it were like, fuck that ending. Like, we don't like to see men get punished like that. That's a societal thing. And it's fucked up. It's um, fucked up. Number three fucked is going to be dressed up. to kill. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah number three is dressed to kill i'm gonna go x <laughs> nope number two i love x number two is x number two for me dressed to kill and then number one uh the handmaid the so it's a really it's good movie so good i enjoyed it's that beautiful one. uh you just want to look at it yeah it's clever uh it's probably the least scary of any of the movies you watched which is you know that's yeah. a point in your favor for that i just man it's a fucking masterpiece like yeah. it's the only movie that we watched this month that i would argue is a masterpiece it i would argue might be the best film made by a director at the top of their game because these other everyone else that directed a movie has made a bangers um i don't think x is ty west's best movie um some people would say that. And, you know, Brian De Palma was one year short of his masterpiece, if you ask me, a blowout. Yeah. Um, but, man, it's hard to argue that The Handmaiden's not a It's a phenomenal movie. It's so goddamn good. 
So I guess if we're transitioning oh. out of erotic, we just wrapped up with X. We're starting with Pearl. So are we going to do bitty horror now? No. Is that what uh, March is going to be? All about old ladies? I guess. No, oh. I'm just I'm calling it uh, period horror. How dare you? <laughs> uh, it's it's movies that are set in the past. Okay. That kind of period. Oh, okay. Not like... Old lady. Know. Got it. Okay. <laughs> what are we watching next week then? Uh, Pearl. Oh, yeah. Just officially, you know. Yeah, watching Pearl. All right. Pearl. Well, until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay.